Welcome to the Strange Films Podcast, a place for filmmakers, actors, and other creatives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Strange Films Podcast. My name is August Aguilar. I'm the director of Strange Films, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Jordan Fraley. Yep. You're back, man. I am. Yeah. It's been like 40 episodes. <laughs> it feels like I never left. No, you... <laughs> You were on the earliest episode, but you never left. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, being on the show with me today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We just got done recording another podcast with uh, a character that uh, you are embarking on. Yep. And Good old Scab. Scab from The, the Night, Night Seekers. Seekers. Yeah, which were slated for October production. Yep. Yes. I reckon so. We got to finish the gifted. Yeah. <laughs> Depends because, on how much we hate ourselves. The day we get back from Philly, we'll be like, all right, <laughs> two days we're going to start production. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> but I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring you on the show and we can talk about, you know, obviously some things that we have done since the first podcast um, to now to what we've got coming up. And I think you're a really great example to have um, discussing about characters because. Mm. You are truly one of the best actors I have <laughs> ever met, and oh, thank you. you have, um, I, I know a few really, really great actors that, you know, between here and Philly, and you're one of them who just, like, truly engulfs themselves in the character. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that would be a really fun subject today to kind of like how these characters consume us. Um, well, as an actor standpoint, I'm yeah. just a filmmaker. I'm the yeah. guy behind the camera. <laughs> Um, you just get the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, those characters, they also, um, they impact me, too, because sometimes I don't know what I'm getting, you know? Like, He Kills yeah. a Kill was a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Which I know you, which made me feel good the other day when you were saying that I don't care how big I make it or whatever, the He Comes a Kill was one of those monumental moments for me. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we always talk about that improv scene in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> and if you guys don't know what we're talking about by now, I don't know. You got you better watch He Comes to Kill. Do better. Check it out. Do better. Um, because that whole scene was so intense, and you just off the top of your head. Yeah. But you were you were engulfed yourself in that character, Mark. Yeah, and, and then, he's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, you can if you want to kind of fill in what you've been up to since. He comes to kill and kind of what's going on these days. Um, I haven't been in anything. <laughs> well, you've been working hard though. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you've been. You guys, I mean, obviously SYP. Oh yeah, I mean, we're doing like the podcast and everything. We did uh, the short film Stop, which mm -hmm. is starting to take off pretty heavily. <laughs> um, had a recent transition in our podcast. Right now, Corey Davison is uh. It's Davison, not David. I know, I fucked up. Yep. I know, I'll never... Okay. <laughs> never going to let that one down. Nope. nope. <laughs> um, so he's our new co-host, and it's been trying. It's been kind of amping up since then. It's been um, fun. Oh, yeah. Chemistry's really good. Lucas, I love you too, man. It, but uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just... I'm glad that it was... Um, the show got to continue on. And, oh, yeah. And that it's not, like, losing quality. Well, it was going to continue on. It was just me. Another phone call. Fucking credit card companies, man. <laughs> not getting that money, dude. They're not getting that money. No, they're not. They need to watch these podcasts yeah. so they know. They need to know. Subscribe <laughs> while you're watching. Right. 
<clears throat> but no, I mean, it, it's it's been pretty wild just doing all that stuff. And um, now I'm taking on editing the podcast too, uh, which is nice because I kind of get that creative control, color correction. And then I have a couple other ideas that I want to do, but I'm also not trying to task myself with too much because since we started doing the Night Seekers, I've been diving in and I'm like rewatching Sons of Anarchy. Great show. If you haven't seen it, you're fucking lame. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, rewatching that, um, I watched all of Yellowstone, get ready for this character, uh, which is another fantastic show. Um, yeah, I just kind of been doing that and we did the convention, the, we've been doing a few conventions. Yeah, we did the Franklin we Con. On, uh, the Gifted, which you were AD, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, AD we did. on, which we're get literally in like three weeks. Depending on when's this posted, two or three weeks from now, we're going to be up in Philly shooting the rest of the movie. Yep. Which actually now you're going to have some screen time. Apparently. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> we're just throwing all kinds of shit at you, dude. We're just like, yeah, just fucking. What, what I do mean, you it's need? me. You're just telling me, like, all right, here's your monologue. Learn it in five minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to improv it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, like, and obviously we've been plotting the night secrets for a long time too so we've been working on that conventions the gifted shoot uh and the podcast keeps us busy and um and at then, this point in time everything just kind of blurs together i know it, it, I, I, forget, it weird? I completely forgot about the gifted even though we were literally just outside talking about it yeah not saying anything bad about the gifted it's just where there's well, so, just much so much stuff going on. yeah we and we filmed that what was it it was in may may yeah, yeah. well isn't it weird though i was just think uh, thinking that like we shot that in may it's already August. It's about to be September, and it felt like like that June July just kind of oh yeah came and went so fast, it and did. everything's just like it's like flying by. It is. I can't believe summer's already almost over. Thank but God, dude, it's fucking hot out there. I know. Yeah. That and bees can kill me, so I like the colder weather now. I used to hate it, yeah, but now they don't come out in yeah. cold weather, so we I can actually go outside. Either. No, we don't want that. Nope. Um, There's no bees in Philly, is there? No, I don't. Well, I mean, I'm sure there is, but <laughs> but it's like I asked that, quite, I asked I mean, that no, question just to piss off Lucas. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's bees, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty concrete jungle up there. Yeah, uh, so, okay, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I just you know we we've just been working together so closely over the last like year, pretty much like since he comes to kill. I yeah, mean, it's and kinda, I checked my Facebook memories, and it was like I think it was a week or two ago, maybe not even that long ago. It was like when I met you for the first time at the bookstore mm-hmm. to film that stuff. Yeah, because right now it's August 25th, and I think it was probably this coming weekend we had a shoot, and then we had like one shoot between... We had like six weeks of shooting, but there was one week where we didn't shoot or something yeah. like that. Um, so it was like pretty much all of August we shot every weekend, mm-hmm. and you were there on set helping out or acting for two or three of those weekends and then like and then we had like one or two weekends left in september to finish up but yeah so it's like right around this time we were like halfway through the movie yeah um but uh yeah man it's it's been exciting because i think me and you have really grown close as friends but like we really understand each other creatively oh yeah <laughs> and we we make a fucking good team dude <laughs> we, do, we make a good team Get like, shit done. like i remember dude like on the gifted before we started shooting the first day, we just like, we always said, 
yeah, well, you know, cr- the crew and cast had like, you know, a nine, 10 hour day or whatever, but we did, we clocked in like 16, 17 hours that day. Oh, God. Because we yeah. just, we, we had got, to come over here. We had to clean up the whole entire house. Clean the house. We, we had to through. go look at the we church earlier. We blocking everything. Blocked every, yeah. I mean, and some of the ideas we were talking about, just like the shots and how we would do things and things like that, was like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. And then a lot of them just didn't happen because time, time, and time. chaos, chaos. And just trying to rally a bunch of you rowdy Philly fuckers. It's rowdy. All right. <laughs> Thank God I love y'all, but y'all are rowdy as shit. Thank God we're not shooting those Center City movie when we go up there, dude. Oh it's fucking chaos. <clears throat> um, but also, uh, we you got the new name, The Enforcer, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was just asked to, like, because you had just asked me, hey, you want to help out? I'm like, sure. And I, I just kind of did my thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which you're very good at. Um, but yeah, no, so let's, you know reason why I, I thought characters would be a cool conversation for today is because you know i've you're dressing character first of all yep um we just did that podcast which you guys will get to listen to yep. and um if you haven't followed the syp podcast which you should uh they've done a couple episodes now as scab and henry and after this can we go do another one you gotta do a fucking <laughs> another one so you have to turn it on and off a lot i do um, which is good practice yeah, and for the last few months you have, you know, you've called me numerous times about the character and the things that you've been doing to prepare for the character. You talk to Corey all the time about it, and you do a lot of different methods as far as, like, you know, learning what your walk is, learning, like, what habits you mm, have. Yeah. You know, you're, uh, like, I remember there was one time you called me, you were saying, like, oh, I was thinking about doing, like, a dip thing, and, you know, you oh, have, yeah. like, beef jerky as, like, your dip, and, like, you know, just, like, those little details and stuff. But, like, give us the rundown on how a character can consume you and why that is a benefit and why that can also be a very big challenge that may not be so beneficial in general. Well, it's kind of like what I said the very first time I was on this podcast. It's, it's you know, the character's truth. And for some reason, I've always looked at it this way, and I can't see it any other way, is that, you know, like with the story with the Night Seekers, right? Or the gifted you know with frank like that story chose you chose frank you know chose so and so right to you know as the right person to actually write this thing and then the characters i believe actually choose the actors because when you're getting told the story you already have someone in mind or what they're going to look like and everything else like that i don't believe you're just coming up with that off the top of your head i think that's the story really telling itself to you um and i just have that mentality with it so when i get a character i have to especially well i mean i only play villains except for that one time i I played a what was it a mexican drug dealer (laughs) in nashville (laughs) which ended up in me just being a redneck because the other chick i was working with thought my mexican accent was too (laughs) racist (laughs) I thought it was gold, dude. (laughs) And I ended up just going with a redneck. Um, But I don't know. The the process of of doing that is is really, it takes a toll for sure. Um, I don't think it's ever not beneficial, though. Because I mean, it does have its challenges. I guess that was probably the wrong word. I was I knew it wasn't the right term, right. <laughs> but I was trying to think of. But I was just trying to think of like 
I know there's like a toll. That's what I was trying to get at. Oh yeah, no, there definitely is a, is a toll. Uh, it's a huge learning curve because like you know what I'll do is like for instance when I got uh, you know Mark, um, I would go through maybe in like his mannerisms. I really wouldn't let him completely take over um, because I never really dove in that deep with a character before ever. And uh, or I was never given the opportunity to, at least. So I knew I had to go balls to the wall with it and uh, still held a little bit back for the element of surprise, which we all saw how that turned out. Even I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, by the end of it, I'm like, I felt like I blacked out. I'm like, what? But <laughs> <laughs> um, with Scab, I was just... He went from a character that I was like, you know, he's a villain, but he's, you know, a piece of shit. He's racist. He's all these different things. And then, you know, Matthew McConaughey, I I heard him on TikTok say this thing. It's like, you have to find the humanity in the character. Like, everything's grounded in something. And what I've learned is I love that journey because you find out that you and the character have a lot in common. So, like, they're trauma bonds maybe kind of the reason you can connect with that is because you actually had the same thing happen not to the degree right but you still went through all that and you had that connection and then now all of a sudden it's not just character that you're playing i you spend enough time with the character to where they become like your best friend you know and uh then you kind of owe it to your best friend to play them as best as you possibly can and you got to do the research, figuring out the walks, the talk, the accent. Like, see, I just went through a lot of changes just from when I did that first podcast with Lucas when I scared him off and yeah. we had that meeting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you got to find that blending of uh, you and the character. And when they both, I guess, get married together, it's just an, an unstoppable force that... Uh, I don't know, just catches people's attention and shocks you and you take on that character's stress and and when you get done, you snap out of the character, you're like, why do I feel like I haven't slept in four days? Mm. Like, well, I just took all this on mentally and physically and and everything. But I think that answered your question. No, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I just, I'm just, it's fascinating to me because I feel like over the last, uh, I don't know, a couple years, a few years, I guess, um, as my writing has been getting stronger, um, doing more films in the last, you know, few years, my writing and directing have kind of really, I, you can, I think you can tell it's gotten stronger. And then like the characters I feel like have gotten more deeper in depth, you know, unless they're just like these random characters. Well, one you know? thing I like about your writing is that, and don't take this the wrong way. You, when you're writing out, the th- I noticed this with your dad too, when, mm. and with The Gifted, um, not as much, but with you when you write, it's like you feel the need to explain everything for whoever's reading it type stuff. Like, so what the character says is something that, you know, is already going to be shown or whatever, because it's not already shown yet. You're just describing it mm-hmm. or having the character talk about that, right? The reason I love that kind of stuff you know, with certain characters like stating the obvious, for me as an actor, I look at that and I'm like, okay, you, you could write out this whole monologue and I'm like, I can do that in one look and get all that across. And, you know, you it's like you give us these things and then we get to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and 
and put things together to make it more of a natural, relatable kind of uh, performance. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I mean, I guess my writing... I don't know. I like my. I used to be like whenever I first started writing screenplays, I was that guy, which we've talked about this before. Like where I'd be like, the camera angle does this, and you know, like, oh, the Tarantino the director, style. Yeah, yeah, write all the director notes with the script and stuff like that. I still we, do it used that. to be very descriptive. You know, now yeah. it's like kind of bare bones descriptive. It's kind of like for me, I'm almost like the audience, whoever's reading this screenplay. Most, I mean, obviously, there's going to be actors reading for certain parts, but all <laughs> those other parts that aren't read for them or if they're just like a producer or someone in general who needs to read that it's for me writing it in a way where they're like can get the full picture of what i'm going for the vision you know and but um you know i like the fact that you who would be reading for a character like scab i wrote him totally different than how you're (laughs) portraying him which is fine because i needed you to figure out where that was going where yeah. i just need you to see where i wanted to come from you know right. like um and and that that happens a lot now with all these these last few films where it's just like these characters are kind of getting their own they're getting more deeper and they're getting more intense because the, i'm finding the right actors to find yeah that voice and they can be like well what do you I mean joe cashline is a great example yep. you know joe has did amazing things with chief sanders he did amazing with the priest yep. you know and I'm sure he's going to do amazing with Mr. Pierce as well. Oh, yeah. So we've got just like, we've got all these people who can do these kinds of things, but I, I just find it fascinating from the actor's perspective. And and you're the only, you're one of the actors that I work with as close as I do with yeah. anybody. So it's like, I get to hear your perspective more often than, than not. And I just find it fascinating because you take it to a very intense, serious level. Dedication. Yeah you know, oh, talent. Yeah. I mean, I, but well, it's also because, you know, it's, it's a kind of a rule of life where if you, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. It can be your job. It can be just, you know, going and getting the mail. If you give everything you got to it and leave nothing on the table, it's going to be the best experience you ever had, you know, and worst case scenario, if shit falls through, you learn something. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad thing. But no. Why not? Just, put all yourself in there and you know um <clears throat> what was it uh cory was talking on our podcast uh i think the last one i think it was the last one i posted um that you know he was having a really really bad day and everything and he just heard the voice of henry in his head being like you know suck it up we don't do that hmm. you know you got shit to do do it and that made him that made his fucking day and it, so it's weird when you have that relationship with that character, but the only way you can do that is if you really dive in balls deep with it and, you know, know what their favorite color is. You know what their uh, guilty pleasure is, you know, the whole, if they like pepperoni on pizza or not, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. Yeah. Even though it's not going to be shown in the film, it is going to be shown through how you deliver the character. And then when you really understand that character in that way, you're not, nothing's forced and it's natural. And you actually embody the character and you know the pauses, you know, the, you know, scratching of a head or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or it can be like a walk or a limp or something. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And um, I definitely think that's just a lot of, for actors who may not do that, I mean, that's definitely something to, I feel like you, you should practice getting into. I mean, because like, I remember, I mean, 
you know, every, any kind of screenwriting book or director, you know, something about filmmaking when you're writing, um, it'll tell you to write your characters out like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, find backstories of all your characters, write like three page essays on every single character before you even write the script, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, for me, I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I have good ideas of what my character goes through. Like mm-hmm. I can talk to you guys all day about what the past, present and future would look like for the, the story and the characters. But I really kind of leave a lot of that opportunity for creative freedom yeah. for you guys. So you can do all that. And I love that's what you do, you know, without, yeah, you know, yeah. It just well too like if if you're a writer or director and and then you have a story you have a script I'll say this and the actor first off don't get married to it fuck that that's a trap mm-hmm. if the actors are talking to you about it and they're through their research and their characters and everything and come up with these backgrounds and well I think maybe they do this and this and this and if you get that feeling like oh shit that's good that's your yes. story. Yeah, that's your story. Yeah, because the Night Seekers has already evolved so oh, much. Yeah. With Corey from had first... one line in the first script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the first draft, I mean, it's already evolved so yeah. much. We probably should update the draft, but <laughs> um, probably. But uh, you finished the third one yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Well, we just now talked about all that oh, yeah. where we were going to go with it, and also we just mapped out how we would map or do the last three too and yeah. whatnot. But either way, you know, having those conversations, we, you know, we would, we would have those conversations. And then when you feel that like, Oh shit mm-hmm. moment, that's, that's when you know, that's when you're like, this is where it's, it's almost like you start out with like a bunch of, you know, shit on the wall that, you know, it's going to turn out well. Yeah. But then once like all the stuff, the excess stuff starts getting, you know, coming off yeah. shedding, you know, and then it's like, and then you really see the picture and you're like, oh yeah, this is, yeah, it might still smell like shit, but it doesn't yeah. look like shit anymore. No, no. It's like a pretty picture it's painted pretty picture out of shit. Of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's, uh, I just love the organic process. I remember when we worked, we were working with Ginger. Um, we were, it was, I think it was like, the night before we started shooting, we were at the bar and hanging out and she was talking to me and she was like, all we talked about was her character for mm-hmm. like an hour, just one-on-one, just yep. discussing everything that we were going to do and all of her ideas and everything. And we were already talking on the phone quite a bit leading up to the shoot about her character, but she just like, she stopped and she was like, I'm just so thankful that you just, I don't get this very often with a director where I can yeah. just sit and talk about my ideas for the character you know for what i want to do who i think barbara is and you know why she's like this and things like that and she's like and you you're letting me do it and you want to put it in the film like well yeah yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) how it should be it's an organic collaboration piece here as long as we we know the blueprint is and what we're trying to accomplish you talking to me about all this and seeing how hyped and excited you are it's like i just know that's gonna make the fucking film better oh yeah I mean, like, really, the character's stronger. So, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I love the process, man. I like. Is as, as excited I am about doing the Night Seekers, I'm like more not more, but like I'm excited to do the next one with you, like the next oh. kind of project, you know. Like I know we're gonna do He Comes to Kill next year. Oh yeah, and you're gonna have to bring on Mark. top of the fucking. Oh yeah, Night Seeker. that might be after the mid. We're gonna have to do a mid season break. Yeah, <laughs> a little break. You're gonna bring Mark back out of the box, though. Oh, I know, but this time he's he's got a little bit of humanity. 
Mark is going to be different and this time. I've learned a lot about that whole process mm. and things that I would do differently. Um, I still felt like I gave Mark justice. Oh, and yeah, 100%. I feel like at the level of the knowledge that I was at at the time when we did He Comes to Kill, I reached that and probably surpassed that a little bit. But compared to what I know now, it's like a fucking huge gap. Mm-hmm. So to know that I can get to go back and visit that dude um, with empathy. And I mean, don't get me wrong, he's so crazy as fuck. But that humanity side that I get to really play with, you know, and play with his emotions and see what they're, how he's feeling about everything and explore that world. And that's, to me, that's super exciting. Yeah. You know, because what I do too is I take a lot of the shit that I go through and uh, I've gotten to the point now where I practice it so much to where. I mean, if you were to be like, okay, here's a scene, do it right now, and you're sad, your girlfriend just left you, or whatever, and go, I'd, boom, tears. No, I saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you we did. We have the I test forgot, footage of it, dude. I forgot about that. <laughs> we, we literally have test footage of it. I forgot about that, yeah. You post that, dude. I mean, you already posted it before, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Uh, no, the fucking... <laughs> you could cut it into the, the I know, podcast. I might have to throw it over, overlay it with the For show. video. Show us a clip right now. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, yeah, we just were down here in the basement because Jordan had this idea for a film. That which I still want to do. Still want to do. Um, and the basement's a perfect location for it. And he had to get to this emotional spot. And you just, what, when, I, when I said action, you just just got right into it. <laughs> and the tears started flowing. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. The only other person I've seen get that emotional that fast for a character uh, was Eileen from uh, for Raven. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'll never forget when she, um, uh, when we were about to do that scene, because she knew it was going to be a very emotional, like, moment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, give me, like, um, 10 minutes or something, and I'll I'll come out or whatever. And, and I was like, okay. So she took her time, went in her, went in her own room, mm-hmm. and she comes out, she's like, okay, I'm ready. She's like, and so I was like, all right, so action. And uh, I we did it in one take because I don't think she wanted to do it again. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I understand. I was like, holy shit, though. It was like one of those things where like, wow, that's a that, that was a very raw moment, you know? It's like yeah, well, it, it's I don't know. This this is probably gonna sound like a bad thing for people to hear, but trust me, it's a good thing. <laughs> like I've gotten to the point now, I feel like where if I were to do like a really emotional breakdown scene, I know we're gonna have a lot of that, and uh, you know, or some of that at least teasing a little bit with the uh, night seekers mm-hmm. but if i do that and i'm like say i'm breaking down or whatever um and you're like cut okay i need it from this angle i don't care to do it again because mm-hmm. there's so much fucking backlog of emotion gotcha that yeah. i've got going on that well, i'm, I'm just sure like, everyone, it's like an yeah. endless reservoir i'm sure I, like, everyone's got their own can't cry anymore and i'll be like no leave me alone. I, need, I need some water leave me alone <laughs> yeah i'm sure everyone's got their own process of doing that too i mean it I know that I can pretty much throw you in the fire for anything. I feel like you'd be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. You'd probably be like, you'd come out to me and be like, I want to do it a different angle here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to do it. I want to try this. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that again. I didn't hit that. But that's one also thing a director right. in you too. You've got. Oh, it is. Yeah. You know, you're you're a director also. So I mean, I lo- now do you would you argue that you like acting more than directing? Hmm. 
I think crickets. Kind of. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like it, it's it's because I thought one time you said like, that, but I, maybe I, not. I know. I did. I did. Like that's that's where I get to have a lot of fun. It does take a lot of effort, but the control freak in me loves directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's and me. to know that you can have that presence where it's like you just walk on set and people are like, okay, what what, what are we doing? You know, it it is overwhelming because you got a lot of people like, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, you're going to shut the fuck up and you're going to go over here and do this, mm-hmm. you know, but I get to just kind of be me. I'm not like, you know, but it's like unapologetically, but it's on behalf of the story. So I love that outlet, too. It's it's kind of hard to say that one's more fun than the other. Um, yeah, I don't know, because even whenever I'm directing, it's it's almost like I'm acting because I mean, I'm not acting as a director, but when I see people play out these scenes and stuff, especially if it's something that I've written, um, or I just feel like I know the characters and what would actually happen in the scene, I look at it from their perspective, like the character's perspective, like, okay, it should be more like this, it should be more like this. So I listen to the characters mm. while I'm directing, too. Oh, yeah. Not just seeing what the actors are doing, but, well, I mean, I definitely pay attention to that. It's, it's, it's I don't know, it's a fucking crazy world. I don't know why we do all the shit that we fucking do, dude. It's, we talk about it every fucking day. I know. We were literally just talking about our trip to Philly, and we are like, why are we killing ourselves for this? Because like, it's going to be a fucking huge drive. It's going to be a long week of shooting, production, long hours, and then driving more, and then driving all the way back. Yep. And, you know, it's 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 going to be a tough week. I mean, well, physically on our bodies. I know internally we're going to be excited. We're, you know, we're doing it, but it's like... Day three, we're not going to care. No. <laughs> we're, like, we're probably going to have a very silent sure. drive back. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> One person makes somebody, shut the fuck up. <laughs> somebody farts. Shut the fuck up. I will pull this goddamn car over. Yeah. I will leave you in Massachusetts. <laughs> but no, I think to answer your question, acting for me, they, they they play off each other. So acting allows me to, it's my therapy, right? Mm-hmm. It allows me to go through the emotional process, live in that without fear because it's again behind the mask of a character but it's still raw emotions that i'm actually feeling like i'm not fake crying i'm not looking at a light until my eyes water like no it's real if i'm angry in a scene i'm actually fucking pissed that's why people don't talk to me on set a lot um but then going through that it's like a growth period and then when i direct it's like i get to take that growth and that knowledge and then apply it Mm -hmm. right so they play off of each other so um, I like them equally the same now, I guess. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, Writing's a bitch, though. I hate that shit. I know that that one's tough. I know. I'm still <laughs> st- stuck on shit. Yeah, it'll come in time. I know it'll come. Um, this is a uh, you know on my last show I had Blake here and we were talking about a lot of that stuff, kind of you know why or why do we do this to ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, and what you just mentioned. So why do you think that we kind of do this shit to ourselves you know like why do you think that we like would almost sacrifice everything and fucking risk everything and exhaust ourselves mentally and physically just to create these movies and dive into these characters and tell these stories because you have to have hope hope for what for I don't know something better like I feel like all of us were that oddball kid that just had dreams that they wanted to chase. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happened with the world, 
um, and the rules that people told us, we were just like, nah, it's bullshit. And I feel like the the real reason that we do this is because we feel like we owe it to our inner child. Like we owe it to that version of ourselves that's refusing to die. You know, the version of yourself that I, I still laugh at my own farts. Okay, and I'm 36 years old. <laughs> when I'm getting like at work, when I'm like squeezing out dressing and makes a fart noise, I laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know I've got the biggest. I'm I'm I I still tell people I'm I'm just a big kid. Yeah. Like, I really am. I've I've got a fucking immature personality, like sense of humor. You know, <laughs> sense of humor wise, I know how to be like an adult, obviously, and yeah. and wear wear that. But deep down, I mean, I still love fucking you know things just to have fun and be a kid and be silly and laugh at dumb shit and whatnot but you're right though because I'll, I'll i'll never forget like being a kid and my best friend at the time being like seven years old or something and we were it's not i don't even think he knew what he wanted to do but i just kind of like always imagine you know we would talk about like oh yeah when we're older we'll just like we'll be able to do really cool stuff together as adults, you know, and I just always imagine him as like, yeah, he was like a lawyer or a doctor or mm-hmm. something like that. And I just even remember being that young thinking like, well, what are you going to be? You know, cause I didn't have any aspirations mm-hmm. even back then or as I got older to do anything more serious than doing something fun or doing a creative thing. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I started writing when I was really young. So for a long time, I wanted to write a book, and then mm. I want. Then I, when I started dabbling into movie stuff, I was like, "Oh, I want to make movies," and yep. you know, and that just that's always been like the stem. That's always been my safe zone. Like I just want to, I always get back to that. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like I think there's always just like that. And even on a day to day grind, I'm just like, it's just hope. Like I'm hoping this is gonna because I'm following that instinct. I can't like yeah. Get I out mean, of it, and it's know? not saying that you know hope. It's like a, a bad thing. Is we all have it. We all want to. We strive for, you know, better. I think the the difference with uh, and the reason why we do this to ourselves, uh, like the Philly trip and all this other stuff, is because we know, um, especially God, what after Smoky Mountain Fest, like we just had the one day there, and then we came back on Saturday. And you and me, it's I think it was like three or four o'clock when we finally got our wind oh, dude. and we got there it was like a struggle. <laughs> yeah it was a struggle <laughs> it was such a struggle like we had yeah. nothing but the thing is we all, we also look at it like we know how we're going to feel after this mm-hmm. we know we're going to be like what the fuck are we doing why are we doing it i hate everything fuck you bird fuck you baby punch it in the face like you get to that point where you just hate everything because you're just so spent but compare that to not following our passion and what that feeling would be like that scares me the most i agree and also i like the fact that we can you know because we, we we tell these stories right like the smoky mountain was a fantastic experience oh, like, hell we got yeah. to hang out with you know Murr and rj Mitty and fucking yeah, yeah. dave sheridan and you know, all these great people and hung out and we exchanged contact information for a few of these guys yeah. you know, i got personal emails you know i and things like that. So it's one of these things where you're like, you tell people that, and they're like, whoa. And, and like, you know, like, I can't believe you're doing that. You're going to work with them. You're going to put them on the podcast. And I'm like, I stop them right there because I go, look, the reality situation is we can do that. Mm-hmm. And we can grab the photos and we can have the emails and all that. And that's all great stuff. But the reality industry in this business and sometimes these 
opportunities is you never it, it's either gonna happen or not you never know yeah you can't bank on it you can't bank on it you just take it for what it is you have the contact information so i can always do a follow-up every yep. six months or a year which still may never get anywhere i sent the email i still haven't heard anything back that's just that happens but we we're in a position that we can do that and we mm -hmm. did we we have done that and it's, what a story and experience you know yep. like i mean I just imagine being an old man and talking to Augie one day, and or and or my grandchildren yeah. being like, "Oh yeah, you know, for all these years I was doing these events, conventions, or whatever. And I met this person, this person, this person, hung out with that person, got drunk with that person, watched that celebrity freak out on that person. <laughs> you know, like just you know that I just feel like that's a lifetime of ex of fun and experience mm -hmm. and stories and and you know and sometimes opportunity does present itself in that too. So. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, and that's why you have to try because you never know until you try. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at, at the end of the day, too, it's, it's like I said before, pursuing it the way that we're pursuing it, it has to work out. Like, for me, there's no other option. Like, it's 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 going to work out. And people are like, well, what if it doesn't? What's your plan B? I don't believe in plan Bs. Well, and Blake Hall, he, he inspired me. You know, we've had that conversation where I was like, so what do you think? You know, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, my goal in life is to make 10 feature films. Yeah. And he was like, and I don't care how I do it. Regardless of how it lands. Regardless how it lands, if it's popular or not, if, you know, what people think, that's what I want to do. Yep. And I just thought that was very admirable. I was like, this guy, he's happy, man. Yep. He, he wants it. He, he's, he's dedicated to it. Yep. And I get it, man. Because I, I, I'm, me and you are both the same way. We've had endless conversations about this. So oh, yeah. It's like, and I've heard, talked about it on the numerous podcasts before, but that is like the reality of the situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but just... it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot out of us, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel like that's, I don't know, I kind of started looking at it as like the, when, when we feel like that at the end of everything, it's because like that's that bitch part of us that needs to leave anyway yeah and eventually we're gonna get to the point where we can do a fucking week-long shoot and only sleep two days and still be like all right guys what's the next thing and right. not be fucking run down you yeah. know it's like we're going through the process we're we're training ourselves to do this because it's like you know right now we have like two days at a convention and we're like i'm fucking exhausted but to get where we want to go there's countless times where there's people on sets for 12 16 hours for like mm -hmm. three months straight doing this over and over and over and over we can't make it two days we're in training right now no i agree no i know and you you know you always say um you always say something that kind of strikes me a lot where you know you're like imagine seven years ago what you you know mm. were dreaming to be yeah and now you're doing it yep and now you're dreaming for something more yep and I and I do think of that a lot. I'm like, yeah, because I remember doing like conventions as a fan, just yeah. like without anything going on, <laughs> and thinking, oh, it'd be so cool to fucking be a part of one of these. You know, yep. it'd be so cool to be able to just meet these celebrities, or mm -hmm. it'd be so cool to make a movie. You know, stuff like that. And then yeah. next thing you know, I mean, and you're fucking you're, doing it. It's like what I tell people about, kind of along the same lines is like, you know, think about like the struggle or the fight you were having to go through, like, God, three or four years ago. Like, think about that time in your life, and you're like, oh, God, it's over. I don't know what the fuck to do, right? Mm -hmm. Compare that to what you're going through now. Mm -hmm. And think about that shit. Knowing who you are now, now think about going through that shit. You're like, oh, fuck, that's nothing, right? right? That 
for me, I like to point that out to people because then they actually get to see growth because that's what that's called. Yeah. Because people are like, I haven't grown, I haven't gone anywhere, I haven't done anything. But you have. If you can look back at that last shit and be like, oh, that ain't shit compared to what I'm going through, that's growth. Yeah. Because if this shit hit you now, back then, game over. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you're constantly growing. You're constantly doing things. You're constantly putting yourself through the ringer and all this shit that, you know, I it, it's weird. I become addicted to that feeling of, like, being drained. And, like, you know, like how we were on Saturday. I, I the, the fucked up part of me loves that shit now. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. I'm like, I can't wait to feel like shit again. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm the same way. It's a high, for sure. It's like a... Yeah, because, it, yeah, you kind of just, you go through that, and you see what's happening, you're like, this is the shit, and then, but you know, you're trying to fight your own mm-hmm. exhaustion and everything, and then you get out of that, and you're like, I miss, uh, I, I wish we could have, yep. I wish we maybe would have went Sunday, you know, right? something yeah. like that, you know, we actually, I got asked to be at CreepyCon this weekend, uh, yesterday, <laughs> I got reached out to, someone dropped out, and they're like, you want to be, and I was like, I can't, I, well, not that I couldn't, but. I'm just trying to save my inventory. I'm trying to save my money for, you know, yeah, plus, the big I mean, one, Terracon. Not to shit on CreepyCon, but I saw that lineup. I didn't Who the say, fuck's paying for that shit? Well, that was my first thing. I Again, not to shit on CreepyCon. Actually, I do like, I hope we get to go next year. I want to, I tried going, if, if, if they asked me like two weeks ago, I probably would have said yes, mm-hmm. just because... I already made plans for this weekend anyway, so... I yeah, it's, like, I mean, it's still kind of... I know there's it a lot of people still who fun know to go. who but else there, but I'm looking at it like, really, I would not. That's kind of what happened, though. It was like that last-minute decision, so I was like, well, who's there again? And I looked at the lineup, and I was like, I don't even know half these people. Yeah, and, I know. So I was like, it's just... It wasn't worth, like, the last-minute yeah. decision for me. But again, CreepyCon, we love you. I uh, hope to be there next year. Um, at, no fault on you guys. It was just... Too too soon of a last minute call there, but yeah, uh, Terracon's a big one that we're trying to prepare ourselves for. That's going to be a huge opportunity for us, networking wise, and just have a lot of fun too. But I'm gonna spend that four hour drive just like hyping myself up, yeah, be a fucking hype man, and <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to and be running around like crazy and be like, hey, it's gonna be nuts. I don't even know what we're gonna do. Hey, uh, Rob, England, yeah, you <laughs> come over here. We got to do a video. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's exciting. I mean, you know, I even thinking about that, I'm like, I'm getting hyped. You know, just like, all right, we're we're gonna do another convention. This I is can't. Exciting. I looked at my calendar. I was talking to Corey, and I'm like, holy fuck, it's like two weeks away. Yeah, it's it's. And it's I'm like, coming what up. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like you know, I come back and go start shooting again, and then <sighs> now we're booked for Vegas in March. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, dude, it's just it's. I don't even know. You know, you look at the next few months, and you're just like, God, we're fucking stacked here. And then it's like, you can't even, I don't even know what 2024 is going to bring. I, you know, uh, besides Vegas, like, and Night Seekers, but well, I guess. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to work at my job in between all this shit. I know. It's like, that's the thing. We had to cram in, like, almost like two or three weeks of, like, just hardcore grinding work just so we can have three weeks of you yeah, know, shooting and fun play. and stuff. But. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's, one day we'll get monetized for all this shit, hopefully. Well, you're already. Huh? You're already. Yeah, but I can buy a cup of coffee with it that <clears throat> I've already spent. There's so. more I can get with it. All right, well, we're working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so a lot of, a lot of exciting things in the works. Um, 
a lot more, I don't know, craft to the characters that will happen in the future. What else... What else uh, could you, I guess, leave us off with, you know, as far as regarding all of this, the present? Have I worked you to the bone, man? I feel like I've, no. <laughs> like I throw you in so much shit now ever no, since. No, you're good. That's he like comes to kill, you know? after this. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It's, you learn a lot about yourself. I know I definitely have. Um, I'd say to anyone out there listening, um, if you have that itch, scratch it like a motherfucker and don't let up Mm-mm. um fuck what other people think if you feel like whatever process it is that you want to do this like how you want to approach it is the right way um do it that way and if people are like they're gonna look at you fucking weird that, i mean fuck you know ryan judged the fuck out of me on, on just this outfit alone he thought i gave up on life because i look like a white trash redneck <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's just for the character, but I also kind of like this fit too. So, <laughs> yeah. I love the idea though. It's like, man, he really hits rock bottom. That's he's gonna wear that now every day. <laughs> like, like, what would my outfit be if I hit rock? Bottom? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know like, I just, Apparently, you know, I know what mine would yeah, be. So that's, that's good to know. But no, I just say keep grinding. Um, yes, do your thing and. Um, especially if you're an actor, learn how to listen to the character and study. I'd say for actors, study a lot about psychology, um, study directing, uh, and for directors, study actors and acting. Uh, They both work one and the same. Learn everything you can with this craft because it all, even if you're just an actor, like because I know so much about directing now, when I'm acting, I already know where the camera is going to be. I'm not relying on the DP to get a good angle. I'm like, no, I already know that out of this angle right here with the lights right here and here and here, that would be good. Rembrandt lighting, all these different things while I'm still playing the character. You know, you have to do that so you can really portray it the right way. <laughs> There's a lot of elements going into it. Don't let it overwhelm you. Um, take it one day at a time because that's all you can do. And uh, also, just pick up a fucking camera and start posting shit. Please, we need more people doing that. Because a lot of the ones that are out there right now, no disrespect, ain't fucking cutting it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was my hard truth for the day. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> <Da-do-ch. laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, he's got a point, everybody. He's got a point. And yeah. he's a very, very talented guy. <laughs> I'm happy that. to call you a friend. And uh, I'm excited to keep working with you, keep it, see what else pops up in this fucking crazy world that we've gotten ourselves into. The only thing we know is it's going to be fucking gold. There you go. It'll be, it'll be exciting to see uh, a year from now looking back at this podcast and kind of seeing what's changed and what's you know what's happened so no. we'll revisit it again we, we definitely will yes and y'all be on the lookout for the night seekers shit and uh yeah the gifted thing yep. that's definitely it's are still we, coming are, are, we, are there gonna be more teasers for that teaser trailers yeah yeah after we do the second and after we do these last two scenes once i get like a full cut of everything i'll do another mm. trailer for all that or i'll probably I've had a few different ideas, but there'll be at least one, maybe two more teasers Ooh. for it. 
Um, and obviously there'll be a lot more production still. Now that I'm actually editing the whole thing too right now, I'm like, yeah. I mean, everything we've gotten so far, I'm, you'll, I mean, there'll be little clips and, uh, right. screenshots and stuff like that coming, but no, the gift is still coming. We just had to like kind of have those two, three months in between the shoots to either to get some things done and take a break because it was like, we, we knew we were going to have a busy fall. So you say take a break. We did not take a no, break. No, we didn't. No, I had a vacation. One, one vacation. No, you had a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, no. So the gift is still coming. Night Seekers is coming. And then next year he comes to kill at some point. Um, so well, we're at, at some point we're going to start production. Is it actually going to, are you still shooting for October release? I don't know if it'll be October. I mean, we'll see. Well, it depends on how fast we get through the mid season of the night seekers. Yeah. Yeah. We do have to knock that out before we, cause I really want to do that at least. And then we can maybe kind of reevaluate kind of where we want to be at. So oh, cause that's when I'm trying to start production on, the shape too is October. Fuck you. <laughs> too much inside baseball, man. We'll figure it out. I know. We'll yeah, figure not, it out. I've already talked about it. It's fine. Yeah. No, we'll figure it out, man. You know. But point is, uh, plenty of stuff to look forward to. Check out SYP podcasts. Uh, Jordan's doing a great job. Corey's doing a great job. Lucas, you're doing a great job as a PA. <laughs> now, yeah. we'll you get, are. You are. We'll have to get Lucas back on the show here and uh, check out. He comes to kill, uh, the shape, uh, stop. Fuck, I forgot about the shape. Yep. <laughs> the shape's killing it, man. That's How bad. many views has it got now? It's almost at 30. Fuck yeah, dude. It's killing it. 30,000, not... Thir- not- <laughs> <laughs> 30 views. 30 views. Fuck yeah, man. That's Fuck great. Yeah, dude. That's fucking killing, bro. <laughs> We're some big time filmmakers. Yeah. 30 views. No, 30,000 views, everybody. <laughs> 30,000. You got to watch the shape. It's, it's great. 30,000 views. He's, uh, he's killing it, so... Stops almost at 10. That's killer, dude. Yeah. Both of those films are uh, passing all of my films. <laughs> and I've done this for seven years, so fuck you guys. <laughs> you want me to teach you? I quit. <laughs> you take over the show. I'm done. And with that said... <laughs> I guess I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. And then- <laughs> Jordan is the new host of the Strange Films Podcast. Good fucking luck. <laughs> take over everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah. Anything absolutely. else you want to say? Plug? No, I think we plugged it and we got it all covered. I gotta probably smoke a cigarette and then go do another podcast. Yep. And I gotta be and then uh, go home and not talk to anyone because at that point in time, believe it or not, I will be tired of the sound of my own voice. I hear you. Mm. Yeah. I gotta go uh, do dad mode. So. Yep. All right. That's it, guys. We'll that's catch it. you next time. Bye, fuckers. 